Welcome to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, a CME podcast series where each week we translate today's late-breaking clinical research and news into tomorrow's practice. I'm Dr. Frank Domino, professor in the Department of Family Medicine and Community Health at the University of Massachusetts Chan Medical School and editor-in-chief of the 5-Minute Clinical Consult. Be sure to follow the link in the description after today's episode for more information about today's article and to claim CME credit. This podcast is brought to you by PrimeMed. Tony is a 16-year-old who comes in with his mother complaining of a persistent cough. He's tested negative for COVID-19 and has had all of his vaccinations. His mom tells you she's noticed the cough is becoming more frequent, especially at home and in the morning or late evening. Tony tells you it sometimes happens while he's playing basketball with a whistling or wheezing in his chest. He denies smoking or vaping, but you remember that his mom has been vaping to help quit smoking. When you ask her about it, she says she vapes about one half to a whole pot a day since the start of the pandemic. I'm so proud of myself. I'm completely off cigarettes now. Hi, this is Frank Domino, and joining me this morning is Dr. Susan Feeney family nurse practitioner and director of the Adult Gerontology and Family Nurse Practitioner Programs at the UMass Chan Medical School's Tan Ching-Fen Graduate School of Nursing. Hi, Susan. Hello, Frank. I'm glad we're talking about vaping today. Um, So this time we're not talking about vaping uh, and our patients, but we're talking about um, environmental exposure. What is secondhand e-cigarette aerosol? And how does it compare to secondhand tobacco smoke? Good question. So secondhand aerosol exposure is, you know, if you see somebody using a e-cigarette and they have that fine white puff come up, okay, if someone is sitting near that and they inhale it, that's secondhand, very similar to secondhand smoke. So, you know, it's very, you know, we all know what secondhand smoke is, right? It's the same thing, but just coming from this um, aerosol and I, and what, you know, experts in the field on, on e-cigarettes will say is we shouldn't call it a vapor. It's not a vapor. It's an aerosol because there is very fine, ultra fine particulate matter there, just as there is in cigarette smoke. So if you compare what's in the exhaled aerosol from an e-cigarette and what's exhaled in a cigarette, you know, the cigarette wins. It's usually a lot more bad things are in, are in secondhand smoke. However, there is a, um, a feeling with some research that's been done recently that that ultra-fine particulate that is in secondhand aerosol from an e-cigarette is worse than a, than a cigarette because they're ultra-fine and they can actually be uh, inhaled deep into the lungs, into the uh, distal areas. Okay, so let's talk about secondhand e-cigarette aerosol. What evidence do we know about it and its relationship to clinical symptoms? Well, we've been looking mainly at um, the respiratory symptoms of people who actually vape. But, and there's been some studies on the secondhand exposure, but a recent study looked at about 2,000 um, young adults in Southern California. And they looked at a series of symptoms. They looked at bronchitic symptoms, which would be cough, phlegm. Um, and then they looked at a report of wheeze or whistle or shortness of breath with, you know, minor exertion. And what they found is there was a certain, there was definitely an increased risk of those symptoms in, in those young adults, those teens and young adults who were exposed to 
secondhand aerosol, not not cigarette secondhand, but e-cigarette secondhand. And that was pretty, um, it's pretty significant and compelling data. So it it is not, again, not harmless. And we don't really have any regulations on people vaping in public, right? We know that it's very popular to do in bathrooms and in high school. So um, it's it's out there. So this is this is a very compelling study. All right. So we have good data that shows that the aerosol from e-cigarettes contains a fair amount of very small particles that have the ability to go places that most secondhand smoke don't go. And we know that they have the ability to imp- induce other complications. So now we, we've got Tony and his mom in front of us. Um, how are we going to interact with them both to see if we can address his cough and our concerns about the vaping uh, 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 aerosol? Right. Well, and, and just as a sort of a finer point on this, too, is that what I recently read is exposure to secondhand smoke and secondhand vape um, aerosol has increased significantly during the pandemic because people are doing these things inside all the time so that um, bystanders or people living with the vapors and smokers are getting exposed to this. So it is a dilemma. Moms stop smoking cigarettes and that's a win. Um, but I think what we would want to say to her is, look, um, we're going to treat him. We're going to evaluate this, make sure he doesn't have some underlying, you know, uh, bronchoconstrict, you know, obstructive airway disease. But what we know is that there is some correlation between these symptoms and inhaling that secondhand uh, vape aerosol. So what I would say to her is, you're, you know, you're six months out of smoking. You're, I would try to vape, you know, keep it at a half a pot a day. But I would do this outside. I wouldn't do it in the car. I would really avoid doing it in front of any of the children because it. we do believe that there's an association with these symptoms. So even if this is, um, he has an underlying asthma that he's always had, this is making it worse. And that, at, and possibly by not vaping in the house and not vaping around him, you, he may, these symptoms may resolve. So I would, I would go after it that way. Yeah, it's sort of a good news, bad news sort of thing where, hey, I'm really proud of you for not smoking, um, but we've got to find a better solution because uh, there there are potential harms that we really don't know. But certainly we do know that the aerosol has uh, a fair amount, has the ability to do a fair amount of damage and maybe causing Tony his cough. Right. And the one thing I do want to mention, too, is we this these new devices which by the way there are new ones coming out all the time and they have more sophisticated motors and higher delivery of some of this stuff and i think the data is just going to keep mounting we we are just reaching you know sort of scratching the surface with the newer devices so i think we should really as healthcare providers be talking to any of our patients who vape that we should they should be doing this like they would if it was a cigarette even though there aren't there may not be regulations in restaurants or on trains or various places that you can't vape. There may be on cigarettes is that we, they really should be doing this outside and not around other people that, that this really should be treated that way. Susan, again, many thanks for, for this timely and important um, paper and discussion. My pleasure. Practice pointer, be sure to screen all patients for smoking and vaping use, and in particular, 
discuss about secondhand smoke and vaping aerosol and the impact it can have on those around you. Encourage those who vape and smoke to do so out of doors at all times. Join us next time when we get an incredible overview on how to diagnose and manage recurrent UTIs. Thank you for listening to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine, brought to you by PrimeMed. To claim CME credit and receive additional information about the article referenced in today's episode, follow the link in the description. To stay up to date on the most recent clinical research and news, please subscribe to Frankly Speaking About Family Medicine and be sure to check out primed.com for additional CME content.